Taking a look at your day's market moves is Mia Kruger from Kruger International Asset and Wealth Management. Mia, good afternoon. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Nice to be with you. All right, man, let's just talk about the RAND. I think that's the first thing we could start talking about. Um, we did hear uh, U.S. Fed uh, chairman yesterday saying that, look, we're going to slow down um, with how uh, we are increasing these interest rates. Uh, but also then we've also had the Palapala saga coming out of South Africa. Have any of these um, impacted the fall of the RAND today? Yes, well, we, what we've seen, as we've, as you mentioned, we've seen quite a strong uh, move in the markets yesterday, and that's influenced through all the way to what we're seeing today in our markets locally. We heard from Powell, and he mentioned that they're expecting still a softish landing for the economy, so a very shallow a recession, really, when it comes to that next year. And they are ready to start easing the pace at which they are increasing the rates to combat the inflation problem that the U.S. and the, real, the whole world really sits with at this stage. On the RAND front, we've seen the, the majority of the strength that's come through for, for the RAND over the last month has been due to the fact that the dollar index has retreated from its very high levels. And today, we've seen a turnaround in RAND strength from under the 17 uh, RAND to the dollar level to where we see it currently trading at around 17.30. Now, it's come, it's come back slightly from the weakest points that we've seen today, just short of 17.50. And it does seem that it's local, uh, local news around the Palapala saga that's influencing the RAND movement. Sure. We also had the S&P uh, uh, um, come out yesterday stating that they're still cautious around the, the credit rating on South Africa mm -hmm. and saying that they're worried about ESCOM and the prospects of ESCOM requiring further funding from the state. So that could also be a potential impact on the RAND. I think it's a, a difficult macroeconomic and political environment um, right here at home. But let's let's talk about business because those are the great things to speak about. Marion Roberts, they have announced that they're selling their stake um, in uh, the Gao train essentially. And that's because they're trying to reduce their debt. So just take us through exactly how that debt was sitting on that balance sheet and how this will offload. Yes, so uh, Marion Roberts at the end of June sat with a debt level of 1.1 billion rand. And uh, they've been struggling with a a massive pressure on their cash flow around their projects that they that they start. Uh, they've had issues with late payments. They've had issues with the supply chain and uh, disruptions worldwide. And all of these things have really influenced their liquidity and their cash levels, which have pushed them into a debt. Uh, the year prior to that, they still had a cash balance of 700 million on the balance sheet. So it is quite a drastic move in the wrong direction since, uh, up to June. They've mentioned to the market that they were uh, considering selling their, their stake in the Bombella concession company, which they now have seemed to have a buyer for a decent price. They're going to sell it for 1.38 billion rand to an Amsterdam headquartered infrastructure group called Intertol, which specifically invests in these sorts of projects. And that would help them immensely to support their very strong uh, uh, project book. They've got a um, order book at the stage in the area of around 60 billion rand. So a strong order book for Marion Roberts, but the, the, the pressures around the cash flow really being the big issue here and they're dealing with that in a effective way. I'm wondering, Mia, um, yeah, if you think that the, you know, the, their investment in the Bombella concession company was a great one for them, you know, um, and, or, and really if there were other businesses to offload um, rather than this one. And I ask only because, you know, we've had uh, very light talks about the um, how train expanding. Could this have, you know, had future value for uh, Marion Roberts? 
I rather think that this is probably the best area on their balance sheet for them to to disvest from. They've already sold stakes in their offshore businesses that were very cash uh, cash uh, heavy businesses that needed a lot of cash around the project that they were uh, going into and the class. Uh, a company that they owned in in Australia, and this is definitely the second best area for them to generate a lot of cash to uh, to substantially strengthen their balance sheets, where there's no real other areas on their balance sheet to sell off that is so uh, focused and would generate this amount of cash for them. All right, makes complete sense. And let's talk about Sasol. Now, they've come out to say that they're expecting their profits to increase, but they've also um, really spoken about their guidance around um, um, some of their operations. So, I mean, it's not all a great picture. Just tell us what you've seen um, with the update that came out from Sasol. Yes, so, I mean, we've seen the RAND really uh, strengthened lately, but the majority of the six months it did weaken. So that was the big benefit for them along with oil prices. So that's the main driver when it comes to, to Sassel's earnings uh, from a South African uh, reporting side is really what the RAND and the oil price, price does. Locally, they've had numerous disruptions and they've been cautioning the market on their volumes mm -hmm. because they've had a force majeure issued due to the fact that they could not export and even supply the local market with a lot of their chemicals. That was lifted to uh, in the start of November, but unfortunately due to uh, a lack of, of trains and availability on the Transnet network, they've had to issue a second force majeure for the ammoniac deliveries in during November. So all of these have really impacted them badly. They've had bad weather, which has impacted their, their production of coal. Also that impacted the standard and the quality of their coal. Mm -hmm. and, and that has negatively impacted the earnings of the company. They've substantially, uh, they've subsequently gone and bought high quality coal to uh, improve the uh, the average quantity and average quality of the coal that they're selling on. So they are mitigating this. They have been uh, doing going to to large extents to 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 address these issues that they're sitting with. But there are many operational problems that Sassel sits with in the local economy. Yeah, I have warm and fuzzy feelings towards Sassel only because a few years ago um, we were asking if Sassel is too big to fail. And so even um, under these circumstances, Mia, I still think they're faring okay compared to where, you know, it's been in the past. Now, staying with resources, keen to find out, yesterday there was a resources rally, seems to be one today. Is this all in response to China? It seems like yeah. it. So if, if the Chinese economy opens, we most definitely will see a, a, a increase in the demand in commodities. And that has been pushing the market higher. Also, these companies and, and really the the oil companies and, and that side of the commodity sector has also benefited quite a bit with talks around cuts in production by OPEC going forward and of course the winter months uh, entering into into Europe and the northern hemisphere and then of course the new uh, the new uh, embargoes and uh, and caps on the price of russian oil that's being implemented uh, by the european union all of these will have a a positive effect on on prices for for uh, energy companies and for energy uh, energy commodities but commodities as such that we saw yesterday rally is 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 uh, is driven firmly by what's what's happening in China. All right. Well, me unfortunately we don't have time for your stock pick today, but thank you for your insights. It really is always a pleasure I'm um, speaking to you and getting your insights. That was Mia Kruger from Kruger International Assets and Wealth Management.